Welcome back to the Race Rowdy Podcast. You're here this week with your host, Nikki T, and Mr. Big Rob Snyder. Hey, hey. Thanks for having me, bud. Dude, absolutely. Thanks so much for taking the time. We're here at uh, 50 Egg. Up, we, we went up a pretty interesting staircase. Yeah, they figured they put the biggest guy upstairs, so they have to, they, all, they all laugh at me while I climb up the stairway. It's like, <laughs> yeah, Big Rob gets his name honest. How tall are you? Oh, uh, I'm about 6'5 if I stand up straight. 6'5". Yeah, on a good day. And he's the kind of guy that you would like to have at a bar with you in case someone was ever trying to mess with you. <laughs> you don't even have to do anything, really. Just be yeah, there. Would just kind of stay. Just stand there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, man, uh, like I said, thanks for taking some time to, to sit with us. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's start off with how music started for you back in uh, the East. All right. Back in the East. Yeah. Man, I was... The, I'll give you the, the quicker version of it, but sure. I was... The kid at six years old that, you know, babysitter played the movie La Bamba. And when the plane crashed, I cried and realized, then I went back to my Encyclopedia Britannica at the time. This is before Google, way yeah. before Google. And I looked up who the other guys were that died on the plane crash. And then I looked up Waylon Jennings and then I looked up everything. And then it, I just got obsessed with music. I mean, in first grade, my mom got notices from the school that. I was sitting on the back of the bus with the eighth graders, like singing Paradise City and like all the words for patience. <laughs> and like, I just, I used to fake, like fake sick just to watch MTV because back then MTV played music. Yeah. So it was a bug I had. I got my first guitar, oh, I think at like 12 and uh, took like two lessons, wish I never stopped, but I did right then and just taught myself every Nirvana song there is and some Metallica songs, Pantera songs, Bob Marley songs, just everything. Just never was tied down to like a regular, just one genre, but just, I loved everything, man. Wu-Tang. Yeah. Like, I liked yeah. it all. Yeah. <laughs> all over the place. A lot of punk rock. I was into skateboarding and surfing a lot when I was younger. And, yeah. and uh, just music, man. It, the bug bit me. Um, ended up being in... Forget what situation it was, but it was one situation where there was free FM on country radio, mm-hmm. where it was free FM on FM radio, and what that meant was only certain channels could play commercialless radio. Okay. So there would be like one quick thing and be like free FM, and then they play songs. Well, there's a rock station that was like an oldie station at the time, and a country station, which was 92.5 WXTU, and uh, I went through a thing where. Lost a couple of friends in a short period of time, and I heard Three Wooden Crosses on the radio. Yeah. And it was one of those, like, you know, chill bumps, every hair on your body standing up straight. And it just, I was like, man, I was never really into country music. I mean, I was into Southern rock for sure. Like, right. Marshall Tucker, Owen Brothers, all that stuff. But uh, country music was never my thing. And when I heard that, it made me pull the guitar back out and... I was like, I could do that. You know, it's easy. So I played a 
wrote some crappy songs, played them for my mom and dad. They said they're really good. Their friends said that the songs were really good. Their friends' friends said their songs they <laughs> I was playing were really good. So I went to the Bluebird and realized I sucked. <laughs> and uh, then ever since, man, I just been just I kept saying I was going to move to Nashville. I was yeah. going to move to Nashville. And five years later, I realized that I was almost thirty years old, and I'm I'm thirty seven, about to be thirty eight, and I realized like if I don't do it. I got to do it now. And I was hanging out with uh, a couple of my friends actually the night before they got into a car accident and like died in a fiery wreck. It was horrible. And uh, we actually, uh, I made a promise to, to one in particular. And I said, I was going to go chase it in Nashville and at least give it everything I got. And I was kind of also at a point in my hometown where it was like, I kind of had to get out. I kind of yeah. wore out my welcome. And it was just, I felt like I was going nowhere. So I, after uh, my buddies passed away, I wrote a song called my friend who I met a couple months earlier, who happened to be Brent Cobb. And uh, he said, man, you can come on, stay with me for a week. And I went and cut my first demo. Okay. And that's when I was just like the highest I've ever felt in my entire life. I was like, whoa, there's something to this. So I set up my, I made up my mind. I said, I'll be there by the time I'm 30, made it like two days after. And then I remember on Facebook in 2012, I believe I said, move to Nashville, April Fool's Day. Everyone's like, yeah, bullshit. You've been talking about it forever, <laughs> but I did. And now, uh, you know, eight years later coming up on us, I'm still here. So still kicking, man. Living the dream. Living it, man. <laughs> Living it. It's a hell of a dream. That's for sure. It's a, uh, it's a lot people. I get a lot of people now after having little bit of success that I've had and they ask me questions and you know it's hard for me to look them in the eye and be honest and tell them how how hard it is because yeah. a lot of people just don't get it you know some kids move to town and they know somebody and something happens real fast for them but most of the time nothing happens at all I mean most of the time it takes a long time and the part that scares me is like what if it doesn't happen for some yeah. of these people that, and I mean that they're, happens they're sure. so talented yep and it's just kind of out of everybody's hands, yeah. you know? Yeah, all things equal doesn't mean anything here. Right? Yeah. Like, there's so many people that yeah. are so good uh -huh. that it's like, what's a label looking for? Or what? Man. what is someone trying to do at that time? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and the song, the song thing, I mean, like, a lot of publishers will cringe, you know, if they listen to this and say that the song isn't as important as it used to be. But I, I really think that in some cases it's not. It's a lot of political what songs are getting cut, who has a piece of it. If an artist hears a song and says, oh, I like that, but I want to change a couple things, and then they end up ruining the song. And, yeah. it's like, and that's happened. I hear it happen all the time. But it's the song, if the songs are there, I think that something good or great will happen for somebody. Yeah. I mean, they, if the songs are undeniable, would it, you know, yeah. eventually you're going to stop hearing no. Yes, yeah. yeah. There's only so much, only somebody knows that you'll hear if it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the cream rises to the top. It right? does, man. But, After a while, it sure does. And then specifically in country music, the song wins out, mm -hmm. right? Best song yeah. wins a lot of times. I think know? so. Yeah, and I mean the I, people that are paying attention. Yeah, it's country music is such a wide genre right now that yeah. you know it's hard to pin. You know, and then people say it's too country or too Americana or whatever. It's like we had a, a revival last night at Tin Roof, mm -hmm. and. Um, we had Jay Buchanan from the Rival Sons play. And I've yeah. never really listened to a lot of Rival Sons, but this dude shut up an entire packed house of 
drinking, talking people. <laughs> I mean, you could have heard a pin drop. Yeah. And I was like, that's the power of music right there. Yes. And I, I, that's what I moved to town for, for stuff like that. Yeah. And honestly, that's something that Revival does better than anywhere else in the yeah. city. Trying. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, we're, we're trying. It's a struggle for sure. And it's it's a struggle. You know, people think they can just like, you know, they just want to, everybody wants to play Revival. And I've had many instances where, you know, this one in particular, this guy, I'm not going to say names, but he's been bugging me and bugging me and bugging me to play. And then he plays, and going on directly after him is, like, Brent Brent Cobb and Adam Hood, who I consider two of the best songwriters in this town. Yep. And the guy just packs up his stuff and leaves. It's like his songs weren't good to begin with, the guy yeah. that was playing, and then you don't even have the, you know, unless his house is burning on fire, you should be there <laughs> taking notes. And there's a lot of, I've noticed a ton of entitlement out of younger guys. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Sorry, am I sounding negative? No, I feel- <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think being a good part of the community is a piece of that, right? Yeah. Like that's how you get rights with guys like you or yeah. other great writers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is is by being a part of the community and being someone that you want to be around, right? Yeah, I so think, I think so. I mean number that's good advice for Number one rule, my friend uh, a friend told me, he said, Number one rule be cool and like you never know who's gonna be the next somebody yeah. and you know, my relationship with Luke is is a lot like that. You know, a lot of people were. I think I was one of the first people to tell him yes, and this kid comes up to me with his little Amish-looking beard and khaki <laughs> shorts and flip-flops, and I'm like, and these guys like, hey man, can we, you know, we're gonna write? I don't remember the exact story, but I was like, hell yeah, and we, you know, we wrote a song. Yeah. And uh, you know that I have to thank my mom for because that's you know. Never judge a book by the cover. You don't know. I mean, I could have been like the other guy that's probably kicking himself right now and be like, "No, I'm not going to write with that guy." It's right. like, yeah, well, pays pays to uh, pays to be nice sometimes. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's well, and that's one of the things, man. It's part of making things work is yeah. being a good person. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. There's people that get there without that. Yeah, but there is, but I think eventually, you know, eventually you have to look at yourself in the mirror. Yep. And. uh that's something like I'm a, I have, I'm pretty open about it, but I have some anxiety issues I've fought for, you know, the last 20 years or so. And I'm an open book when it comes to that stuff. And yeah. like, if I wasn't being a good person, the guy inside me would, you know, let him let myself know about it. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, my, I have a guilty conscience that goes on forever and ever and ever and never shuts up. So yeah. gotta be cool. Got number one rule. Be cool. Yep. Be a good hang. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Advice to young songwriters. Be yeah. a good hang. Yeah. Stay after your show. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> hang out, learn something. Right. Look at you know, go to go to these writers rounds and see what's making people's feet tap. You know, yep. see what see what's moving people. And you pick up trends that way too. So uh-huh. you'll see. Oh, you would have saw '90s country was back two years ago when all those songs were getting written. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You uh-huh. start seeing those '90s country songs come back. You're yeah. like, that's what's happening right now. Yeah, man. Everything. I feel like everything really comes back around. Absolutely. Even I mean, you got a mullet right now. Yeah, it's back. Yeah, like a luxurious <laughs> little baby mullet. <laughs> hybrid mullet. Hybrid yeah, it's mullet. a hybrid. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a partial sativa strain. You that's know? right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, man, Rob, let's talk about. We got some music coming from you. Yeah, let's talk about the the debut single you have coming out. Debut single is is the title track. It's called "The Way That I Am," and that'll be out. Uh, American Songwriters going to put it out, premiere it on the twenty seventh nice. of February, and then the twenty eighth it'll be available everywhere. I guess it's Spotify and Amazon and Raise Rowdy Radio. Raise Rowdy Radio, of course. <laughs> uh, what are the other ones? I don't even know. Apple Music, yeah. all that stuff. Um, but I mean, I'm excited. You know, I just excited to put out when I when I I gra- started this project. I picked uh, 
I asked Orrin Thornton, who's a hell of a songwriter, musician, artist, producer, um, to produce it. And he listened to a bunch of the songs and he said, look, man, let's whittle these down to, um, 10 to 15 songs that are unapologetically your story. And I was like, "Uh Oh, we're going to go there. Cause not all of it's all glitz and glamor. You know, right. it's a lot of some rough stuff that I've gone through and goes from the past and stuff like that. And, and, uh, just like my journey. So we started it with this title track, the way that I am, which, you know, talks about a failed relationship, then goes into that night I was talking about where, you know, I had two friends pass away. And, uh, you know, from there, it's just like, that's with the way that I am, you know, it's, it's who it made me who I am. And I just felt like I needed to do that song. I actually wrote that song with a friend of mine that I was living with. Um, and she never has written any other songs. And I don't think she's written any other songs since then, but she just helped me through the last part of it. And it was like totally like a therapeutic, like writing session. And, yeah. and it was just one of those where, you know, you write it and, and then I, I was like, I knew I was going to record it, but when the way it came out, it kind of comes out kind of epic. And I was, and then I decided to make a video for it. And yeah. now I'm like, you know what? That's, that's the whole thing, the way that I am. So that's coming out on the 28th. And, uh, then we're going to roll out two more. We're going to do another one, um, in, April, I think April 10th or early April. And that's a song featuring Channing Wilson. Yeah. Old Chan Chan. Channing. Yeah. And, uh, he's does, uh, he does a verse on that and helps, helps me. Uh, he, he did a great job with it. I even got his train whistle in there. <laughs> the signature move. Yep. And, the signature uh, Channing train whistle. Yep. So that comes out. And then the third single and final single that we're going to do just because it's going to be around the beach summertime is a song I wrote called Jersey. Back and, in the hometown area. Yeah, man. I wrote that with um, Matt Roy, actually. That's he, a great songwriter. He, oh, he's great, man. He's, he's super great. And he got, I was just kind of sp- like spilling my guts about everything that, you know, that's where my mom met my dad and that's where everything, and then we were just, we flew through it. Yeah. And we did it very much in a, you know, it's got a Springsteen feel to it. Yeah. And we even have some saxophones in there and yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's not, it's, uh, I'm excited. And the rest of the stuff on the album will all be out in June. So, cool. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where, like, when I'm listening to some of the track, because you gave me some sneak peeks, yeah, yeah. I definitely hear Springsteen. I definitely hear like some Bob Seger in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, some songs that I'm like, this is a Kip Moore song. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think I think your voice lends itself kind of similarly to how Kip's does. Yeah, I mean, well, I think he he kind of goes to. I don't know a ton of his stuff, but I do know. Um, I know the stuff he's done with Eric Dillon. Yeah. Um, yep. Whoa, 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 don't come, come back, kid. Yep. That, and I just like how Kip kind of can do what Springsteen does um, so well is is just have his own cadence. Yes, I have a tough time. I write songs every day, sometimes two a day, mm-hmm. but I have a tough time being in the pocket with like the younger guys and like how they have their little ways and phrasing and stuff like that. Like when I write a song, I play it. My work tape sounds like a depressed seven-minute version of a, <laughs> of a of a drunk Springsteen song most of the times. But that's how I know if I'm if it's right if every line works and serves a purpose to the song. Yeah. So that's kind of my method for it. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited about everything going on right Is now. Springsteen, a big uh, like you know influence, influence? on you? Or? Man, I honestly worked at long beach island new jersey i worked yeah. i was a lifeguard for 10 years believe it or not and on the ocean and uh and then i also worked at a liquor store and i worked as a bar back too and i hated how because one you're in new jersey yeah. and two you're at the beach and then i'd have to hear like just 
I don't even know, Rosalita or something. And it drove me crazy. And now where if it comes on the radio, I'm like, oh my God, this is great. But yeah. I just heard the same songs over and over again. I remember back when I lived in uh, Roswell, Georgia, my dad had, you know, the album with uh, I'm on fire. And I would be like, I just remember being like, hey, little girl, is your daddy on? And that's just a memory that I put back in that piece of time. And uh, that was the st- that was like the only Springsteen stuff I liked. And then once I got really into songwriting, I dug into Nebraska and everything yeah. else. And that was just where I was like, whoa, he really is the boss. He's like the yeah. best ever. Yeah. And then my wife got me, um, this is before we were married, for my 34th birthday, got me uh, a babysitter for our dog, two flights to North Carolina, great seats to see Springsteen play. We're literally going to the airport and my friend uh, posts something on Facebook says, way to go Springsteen, whatever. And I was like, what is, what is everyone talking about? He cancels the show because he didn't agree with the LGPD, LGT. Uh, I forget what it is. Yeah. The TQ thing, whatever. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, that sounded totally horrible. But anyway, <laughs> um, he didn't agree with the bathroom laws in, in North Carolina. And, uh, I was mad at Springsteen for a year about that, you know, yeah. and then like all these people were complaining about it. And then there's pompous people that say, well, if you have a problem with it, write a letter to your, you know, write a letter to your, to your governor or whatever. I'm like, come on, man. That yeah, bummed me out. So I, I was mad at him for a year, but then I'm, we're back. You're back. Yeah. Now. Well, we're back. You're, you're back in being besties. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, man, uh, thank you for taking so much time. And, um, I'd love to sit back down with you as yeah. we get closer to the album. We can talk about some more of the songs as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow Rob. Tell them where they can follow you on social media. Uh, I am on. I'm on the Twitter. I'm <laughs> on the Twitter at Big Rob Snyder. Also, uh, Instagram, just Big Rob Snyder. If you look up Rob Snyder, you'll find me. And then uh, Facebook, I'm on there. And then uh, I, actually, I actually am working on a website too. So Hell it's yeah. robsnydermusic.com. And then also follow Revival Six One Five. Yeah, that's of, where you find some really talented people. Yeah, because. that's one of the. I would say the premier place if you're listen, trying to actually listen to a song, that's the premier place in Nashville to do it, man. Yeah, thank you, man. That's, Absolutely. That's, uh, it's, it's been a cool thing to be a part of for the last seven years. Yeah. Cool. Crazy, right? Yeah, it's crazy. We got our seven-year <laughs> anniversary show on May 19th. That's awesome. Yeah. I bet you that line's going to be awesome. It's going to be pretty good. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. And uh, this is Nikki T, and we'll see you in the front row. The good old days, yeah. You don't have to explain it. It's just the